I'm trying to give away a lot of my underwear. <laughs> oh, why? I have give away underwear. It's no most, one wants to buy used underwear I'm unless not they're buying of it. a certain persuasion. Well, a most they're not used. I have I had this really bad habit of buying underwear and then just never wearing it. So it's all unused, and I'm trying to give it away for free online. Because my drawer is just over full with underwear. That's such a strange thing to like want to buy. I've heard of people wanting to buy shoes and mostly shoes, purses. I um, like wear. I like cute underwear, but I usually just wear plain old Hanes. So I buy them, but the fancy underwear, but then just never end up wearing them. That's why not. I don't understand why you wouldn't. Uh, I just. I mean, they're not necessarily. They're kind of meant to be shown off, but I'm usually not in a position to show them off lately, I guess. Or I don't really, I don't know. I just <laughs> don't really <laughs> just to show off that You bought much. them for somebody else, but you don't have anyone to model them for? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, well, you know, I guess there are times when I go to like these parties at um clothing optional parties, but still I usually end up just wearing my plain old Hanes or whatever. That would be the time to break out the fun ones. I know. But yeah, they're kind of, I don't know, I'd stop buying them though because they're expensive to not be wearing them. Yeah. Anyway. I don't like shopping for clothes at all. <laughs> Occasionally I get like in the, I don't know, I get in like a mood where I want to buy like an outfit and then it's like I got to get like everything to go with it. Yeah. You know, I got to get the right shirt. I got to get, I went vest shopping. I went like insane vest shopping. I like to get, I got, now I have like four of different colors. Like, um, yeah. See, I kind of want a vest now. I've actually kind of developed a shoe habit lately because I have like a a pair of shoes for every occasion. Like, oh, these are my running shoes. These are my casual shoes. These are my work shoes. These are my um, weightlifting shoes. So, yeah, I have a rack of shoes now. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. I need to buy some dress shirts to go with the vests that I bought, but then I couldn't find any that were well-priced and had the patterns I wanted and the the sizes I want. Like, I, I need to I need to figure it out, figure that shit out, but I've been putting it off, putting it off. So what did you use dress clothes for? Um, Like, well, I don't know, if I go to the theater or okay. go to a restaurant or... Job interview. I'm hoping to have a job interview sometime in the next month. I don't know if it's a Portland thing, but I don't think we really dress up for anything. Even the theater. People don't. (laughs) Yeah, people don't really dress up anywhere these days, Uh, and that's kind of too bad because it's nice to have outfits, you know, every once in a while. Yeah, but the the vests were cheap. That's why Uh, they were deeply discounted at Men's Warehouse. Like $100 vests, they were like 20 bucks. So I ordered like nine of them, and then I returned six of them. I, ca- I tried oh, them all yeah. on, and I was like, I'll take this black one, this this tan one, and this blue one. It sounds like a board game, like draw six cards and keep two of them. Pick two It's to hard <laughs> to find vests that aren't tuxedo vests. You know, they're, the tuxedo vests have, like, um, you can tie them in the back. They have, like, ribbons that you tie and buckle. But I don't want to wear that kind of vest. They're also shiny. They have like shiny backs. Mm-hmm. But those are not the vests I wanted to get. I wanted like uh you know like a cotton vest or a 
something that looked like something where you would wear you'd wear it over a dress shirt to make your outfit look fancier. Yeah. But but you don't want to wear a sport jacket because that's too dressed up. Yeah. It's 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 a nice middle ground. I found that that's kind of like my style where I I don't want to be overly dressed because then I look like my dad, but <laughs> I don't want to look schlubby. So a vest is like the garment of choice for me and I was able to find them cheap. So I just need the I didn't need the dress shirts to match. Oh, you know what I bought a couple of weeks ago? I bought a bow tie. <laughs> a bow tie. I, I could I couldn't I could never wear a bow tie, but I would see I would probably just wouldn't even wear it if I'm going to something, you know, fancy. I'd probably wear it just for I don't know. I like um thin thin ties. Not like too thin, but I don't you know the style used to be these fat wide ties, but now they look old fashioned. So I like to find ties that are not um too wide or like skinny ties, but like something in between and of a fabric that's not shiny. Yeah. So more like a cotton or a linen kind of uh fabric. <laughs> I'm looking at yeah. Sheriff Bullock right now <laughs> in Skype. <laughs> he's uh-huh. just looking at me very sternly, like <laughs> he's, he's a well-dressed man. <laughs> he's criticizing our fashion choices. Um, this is not that's not even his best um, outfit. He's got some really good outfits, and I would cosplay as him if I could carry it off, but I can't. Oh, do so, you wear hats? I I don't wear hats. Okay. No, I've I've got I've got a hat. I call it my douchebag hat that I would wear by the pool. Cause it looks, makes me look like a douche. Um, I got that hat and then I got some baseball caps that I don't really wear unless I'm going out somewhere when I know it's going to be very bright in the sun. I, I love hats, but I can't wear them. I have a fedora. I, I think I look good in that fedora. I've only worn it like once, but still. I think, I I think the fedora is a really cool hat yeah. that somehow got like co-opted by hipsters or whatever. Now you can't wear it, which is a shame, Yeah, but I, I've always liked the fedora. I mean, Indiana Jones wore a fedora, and he's like the oh. coolest guy, you know, in movies. So uh, when I was at Disney with my parents, like we're talking like 20 years ago, um, my dad bought a Indiana Jones replica fedora hat, and I think I stole it. I think I have it now. This is Spartacus fashion cast. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, we're here to discuss two new episodes of Spartacus got to the arena, but before we get to that, so there's this thing that I've been promising to do since we first started the show and uh, I finally did it <laughs> over the weekend. So the, the spreadsheet, the spreadsheet <laughs> actually exists now. <laughs> I had to go back and listen to a little bit of every episode and every episode. I say, I'm going to do that spreadsheet before next time. <laughs> it wow. every, episode. every episode I ask, I go, have you made it yet? Have you done it yet? <laughs> so looking back at season one, uh, as far as winners and losers, Elithia won more than anybody else. Cause she's awesome. Yeah, because she's blondie. Um, Spartacus only won one episode. Asher even yeah, won more than time. him. Yeah. As far as losers, Spartacus lost more than anyone else. <laughs> yeah, he's a tragic character. I yeah. mean, or, or Spartacus. As far as uh, ratings, I liked the season overall more than Matt did. 
but slightly. Not surprising. I had an eight, and Matt had a seven point six five. My far off. favorite rating system, I think, was seven out of ten cum broth. <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> um, mm, tasty. Uh, there was another one that I really liked too. Um, seven tongue stripping honey cunts overflowing. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> this show. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Next time we'll be <laughs> we'll see the totals for season two or prequel season. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be lower than season one, I think. I don't know. Um, it's, this is the first episode we're gonna talk about was a struggle for me, but the second episode was spoiler alert really good. So, but it you know it's a prequel season, so it's really it feels unnecessary because it was unnecessary. They didn't intend to do it, and and it shows. Yeah. So. I think it took me about three hours to rewatch these episodes last night just because I was struggling to stay focused on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you have, okay. So you wonder how much is really going to matter because some, you know, a lot of these characters don't appear in the next season or the first season. Yeah. So they're not around and you can assume that most of them get killed, <laughs> <laughs> which makes it really hard to, to care about them. Cause you know that they're going to be dead before that ends. Uh, it makes it very easy to predict. Doesn't have a lot of suspense. There's not a lot of time left to kill them all. <laughs> uh, I will want to advertise my drink of the episode. It is Common Cider Company's Hibiscus Saison Hard Apple Cider. It nah, pours yeah. a uh, like a orangish, kind of a red-orange color. I don't really drink a lot of hard ciders, but I got them in the fridge because I get them at work and I'm going to drink them. Yeah, I've kind of cut back on the ciders recently because uh, I'm getting old and it gives me reflux when I drink them. I can, yeah. I used to get, um, I must have been reflux from apple juice when I was a kid. I couldn't eat dr- or drink apple juice. My grandmother would give it to me and then minutes later I would be like uh, holding my side uh, in pain, doubled over in pain for a half hour or so. And then finally pieced it together like, oh, it's the apple juice. Every time I drink apple juice, I just have these incredible pains. So once I figure that out, I stop drinking it. But I can eat apples yeah. and I can drink apple cider. It's just apple juice. Something, I guess, about the how it's made. This is gross. But what happens to me is I'll wake up in the middle of the night choking on, I guess, bile or whatever. Cum broth. And, and it hurts. <laughs> cum broth. Choking on cum broth. So do you have any historical fun facts for us this week? Yeah, I do. Uh, I took my fun facts from, I want to say it was the second episode when we had the gladiators of different types. I didn't realize that there were different classes of gladiators, almost like the heavy class and the ranged class. And yeah, Crixus, all the different yeah. Yeah, so, and I will read my notes I pulled them from various websites. I try not to pull things from Wikipedia that anyone could just read, but you know, I don't know. Again, I will reiterate that some of these facts may not be true (laughs) and that I may mispronounce things. So that's just my disclaimer right at the front. So the Retarius meaning net man or net fighter was a Roman gladiator who fought with an, with uh, an equipment style of that of a fisherman. This type of gladiator fought with a weighted net and a three-pointed trident. 
His fighting technique was evasive, and his tactics were to entangle his opponent with his net and then skewer him as a fisherman with his trident. The trident was also well known as a symbol and weapon of Neptune, the god of the sea. The opponent of the Retarius, the Secator, meaning one following, symbolized Vulcan, the god of fire, because fire always pursues. So in essence, it was a fight between the opposites of fire and water. The spacing between the prongs of the tridents varied. They were sometimes spaced in order to stab through the eyes of the opponents or used to wrench the sword from his opponent. The purpose of the small eye holes and the helmets of the opponents of the Retarius was to prevent the narrow prongs of the trident from penetrating the eyes. The Retarius were lightly armored, so they had the advantage of agility, mobility, and speed. Unlike other gladiators, they wore no helmets, and they had no form of anonymity. Their faces were on view to everyone. Because of their evasive tactics, they were viewed as second-rate gladiators, and with their tunics rather than highly masculine bare chests and loincloths, they were even considered effeminate. It is believed that some tunics even imitated the clothing of Roman women. Hmm. Passages from the works of Juvenal, Seneca, and Suetonius suggest that those Ritari who fought in tunics may have constituted an even more demeaned subtype who were not viewed as legitimate Ritari fighters but as arena clowns. Nevertheless, Roman artwork, graffiti, and grave markers include examples of specific net men who apparently had reputations as skilled combatants and lovers. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because the they have like the like the Retarius fight the Marmillo. <laughs> and the Marmillo, it says are the guys who are like when you think of Roman gladiators, yeah. those are the guys you think of with the big shields and the swords and the heavy swords who who we've seen most of, you know, throughout the show. Like those are the those guys fight uh the other guys. <laughs> Yeah, they said something. There's a lot of different gladiator types. It's it's really kind of fun to read about them. They said something in the commentary about I, I think it was the net guy. They were saying that he actually came. It's a little historically inaccurate to have him fighting around this time like that. Maybe that style wasn't invented until later on or something like that. Well, if that style wasn't invented, I mean, then this other style of the Mermillo must not have been invented yet either, because it says here. He was a gladiator type often matched with other gladiators, including the Thrakes, the Hoplomachus, and even the Retarius. So they, I don't know, they seemed like they all existed around the same time. Uh, Well, yeah, maybe like the Mermillo came a lot earlier earlier Mm. than the um, other guy. Like he was around longer. Yeah, just it depends on what kind of armor they have, helmets, shields, weapons. And the style of fighting, and they've classified all the different gladiator uh, classes, which I, I mean, it makes sense, but I don't think that they've called it out in the show before. Yeah. But it kind of just makes me think of like video games and playing the heavy class, the medium armor, the light armor, yeah. and certain classes get access to certain weapons and armor types. It's kind of like that. I think they have said, you know, like Crixus, Mermillo before, like in season one, but they didn't really explain what that meant or or they still haven't really explained what it meant um okay Hmm. ready to start the first episode yes so the first episode is pater familias there are a lot of i mean not a lot but i think just googling there were several shows that had episodes called pater familias i think there's a movie too with that name i must have known either either i know latin or I've heard that title somewhere because I think I predicted 
that the head of the family would come home. Yeah. Originally aired February 4, 2011. Um, uh, directed by Michael Hurst. Eolus. Written <laughs> by Aaron and Michael Helbing, who also wrote The Thing in the Pit and Mark of the Brotherhood. And there's a commentary by Michael Hurst, Rob Tappert, and Lucy Lawless. So yeah, we picked up like right, yeah, you know, post fuck, post, <laughs> post new doctori. Maybe not right after, but you know, not long after. And he thinks, um, and and Emmaus thinks that um, like I'm forgetting names. Gannicus won't look at him because, you know, I'm in charge of him now, but we know it's something else. Right. Yeah. He's deeply ashamed that he's the doctore now. He, he just wants to be the, he wants to be in the arena and have the glory of the combat. Now that he's in an, an administrative role, he feels like, like he's like the old man who's not part of the brotherhood anymore. He's not, he's going to miss his friends cause he's in charge now. It's like a whole set of responsibilities. Yeah. It's not sitting right with him. It's a little like uh, what Captain Kirk said to Captain Picard. Don't ever let him promote you. No, no, it's not that. It's, it's different. It's something. I, it's kind of like that, though. Yeah. Yeah. She's good to see, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, not, not really, he's but in yeah. The thick of the action now. <laughs> um, I'm hearing somebody sound. wants to be, you know, at a desk pushing papers. Yeah. Um. Okay. This noise is... So this scene where Lucretia, Gaia, and Batiatis are happy about their good fortunes. <laughs> what's what's Batiatis' first name? Because Quintus. I've been calling him Quintus. Right, right. Because I just call him Batiatis, but that's his surname. So. Yeah. Quintus Lucilius or something like that. Um... So Gaia is naked, and I don't know. I want to say she's wearing a merkin down there. It just looked. Maybe I just don't know what it's supposed to look like down there, but it just looked weird to me. It looked fake. Um. Okay. Yeah, so, how many people does it take to make an orgy? Because at this point, I would just say it's a threesome. It's a threesome. So I don't know what the rule is. I always say four or more, but I don't know if four that's or more the, makes an orgy. I don't know if that's the standard. In the commentary, they were saying that they like asked Lucy Lawless to join in, but she was like, "No, I'm just going to sit back here and let y'all do." I think she just really didn't want to, because she was kind of happy that you know she wasn't the one having to like make out and stuff, and she just kind of wanted to sit back and let other people do it. <laughs> yeah. It's not like she's a prude. She's done plenty. Yeah. So she can take a day off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the the slow motion pouring of the wine over the breasts. That's an animated gif right there. <laughs> yeah, we should make that. Um, I'll make that later. <laughs> <laughs> Get some time. I'll make that. Um yeah, and there was a lot of wine in that. <laughs> it just kept coming and coming and coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the music. The music was great. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so then the parent walks in on his son having a threesome. I'm sure that's happened to everybody. And we've all been there. <laughs> we've all had that happen to us, yeah. And she starts laughing. She just thinks it's Gaia thinks it's so funny. Right, right. Well, Daddy uh, Badiatis has a very low opinion of both women. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, his son married beneath him, that number one, and then... Gaia, I mean, a lot of the men just dislike her because she doesn't have any reputation. So yeah, she doesn't mean money. It's like she's tainted, you know. Yeah, she doesn't have any money. Her dowry is dry, and there, she's not a suitable partner for any anyone who has who's higher than she is. You know, she she wants to land a real classy, well established, well healed guy. And they don't want to settle for her. They view her as beneath them. So, but she's dead now anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he's um, uh, Titus, Papa Body Artist. Titus, he said he's a little mean to his son, but then he kind of realizes that, yeah, maybe I sh- you know, need to treat you a little more gently. You're a snowflake. No. <laughs> Uh, they were kind of worried that this actor who played the father wouldn't be mean enough because he's a really nice guy, but he convinced them. You know, he's mean sometimes, but then other times he just seems logical. Yeah. I don't think he's malicious towards his son. I I mean, this is a TV trope that... You always have the father who disapproves of the son, and the son is dis- you know feels like he can't live up to his father's expectations, and that's where they get the drama from. For him to, if he had just shown up and been like, "Hey, kid," and "Oh, hey, dad," and you know, got like there would be no drama. Yeah. But you know, in the second, I think it was the second episode. Yeah, where they went on a little field trip. It's like, like father son bonding time. Yeah, they're and getting like, along. Great. Hey, my son knows what. Yeah, they're getting along. Um, I mean, he ends up angry at his kid anyway but it, it was is never came from like an irrational place like everything any complaint he had felt justified and he never felt cruel to me yeah like he wasn't a villain i still think body is gonna kill his dad or lucretia is gonna kill him he's dying somehow because <laughs> he's not but, in season one because <laughs> he's not in season one but um yeah i don't think he's like evil yeah he's really nice to um animaeus when they reunite oh yeah super nice that was a scene that wasn't in the tv version but they added it back for dvd oh yeah i wondered how many things were added and and repurposed for the extended versions because i watched the extended cuts because that's what's on the blu-ray but i have no idea what they've added and what they've what, what was not in the broadcast airing it seems really odd, though, that they would even leave anything out of the broadcast. It's cable. You can your episodes can run as long as you want to. You don't have to worry about commercial breaks. Yeah, I think some. I think they said this scene maybe just kind of broke up the action too much or something like that. So they just took it out. And there was a scene that we'll get to later where they said it was a little bit too much for um, premium cable stars did, and so they had a slightly different edit on TV. The creepy sex scene later on. Well, I guess if you withhold some scenes, you can market the Blu-ray as having extra features and sell it. Um, it's very strange that 
Daddy and uh, Doctore acted like they're friends. Like he, this guy owns you. <laughs> like he can make you do anything. You can't leave, and he could order you to your death. Why are you so friendly with this guy? I treated him nicely. It, well, let's see, um, it's a little Stockholm syndrome. He was a fighter back. Yeah, he missed the fight with the Akali, so he's been gone for a while. It seems. I don't know your prize fighter. One of your prize fighters. Could you be friends oh, with I, one of them? I get why the affection goes. Um, that Daddy has the affection for the Doctore, but I don't know. For me, I'd be like, "Hey, nice to see you, guy who is a really a schmuck." <laughs> like um, are we really friends does that mean uh i can leave <laughs> a real friend would let another friend leave a real friend would let another friend eat dinner at his table with him <laughs> um it's a one-sided friendship that's what i'm trying to say yeah minutes don't make sense um yeah, so there's all this stuff where Daddy's pissed off about where uh, Badiat is trying to maneuver above himself with people above their station, and so somehow Gannicus gets taken out of the games, and Barca and Naeus are going to fight. Naeus, who Spartacus killed in Season 1, who threw, threw him off the cliff. There's a lot of talk about the Primus and who's going to compete in... I think I zoned out through some of that. <laughs> yeah, because it's just, it's very familiar. I know, we've done all this before in season one. Um, and, uh, yeah, Octus. Yeah, so there's this stuff about the peeing in the broth, the peeing in the soup or whatever. The Syrians don't like uh, Barca and Octus, his guy. There's this feud going on. But he peed in his portage like earlier. It's like yeah. we did it again. Uh-huh. <sighs> oh. uh huh. Oh, pee in my broth once. Shame on you. <laughs> get to the get to the portage earlier. <laughs> you know what he's gonna do. <laughs> it's like I want to I want to see my food be prepared. I want to see it. I don't trust you. <laughs> I have to watch my food. Yeah, don't leave your porridge unattended because somebody might pee in it. Was it did, I, did they go too far with the birds though? What killing the birds? Or? Yeah, and eating them too. <laughs> I no no because mm. I think you get one prank on the newbie. Right, you can pee in their porridge one time. You you can't keep doing it. That's it went from hazing to harassment. That's the line. They crossed the line. Maybe they could have peed back or something. I guess. I <laughs> guess they could have found some sort of non-violent way to their pets. Like you know, it, somebody ate they're my birds. dog. Birds are really <laughs> stupid. So it's not like they hurt a puppy or mm. a little kitty cat. Okay. Birds are dumb. There's more. There's plenty of birds in the sky. <laughs> Oh, kitty cat. I think I told you uh, the other day that I met some cool cats recently. Mm-hmm. And they maybe softened my stance on cats a little bit. You got to get the right cat. I still kind of hate them, though. <laughs> I was afraid these cats were just going to turn on me any second. I'd be bleeding. 
I think the difference is that cats just, they take a while to warm up to people. So well, this cat didn't. <laughs> right. But I, I think in general they, they do. Okay. And they're very scared and skittish. My cat's kind of a nice guy. Okay. I wish he cuddled like a little bit more, but I mean, you know, I come home at the end of the day. He's on my bed. He looks up. He meows and meows and comes towards me. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a good enough boy. I, he's more affectionate than my dog ever was. Oh, and my dog was a sweet sweet baby angel, but he was not like super affectionate. Hmm. I think Reese is becoming less and less affectionate now. <laughs> he just kind of goes off on his own and he'll come down every once in a while just to see what's going on, but then he goes back. I think you have to withhold affection. <laughs> I think that's the key is to be apart for a longer period of time. And then they're like, oh, I missed you. <laughs> yeah, when I get home from work, he's like super affectionate. But then the rest of the night, like, yeah. ah, I don't care about you. <laughs> I'm just going to mm-hmm. go. So there's all this stuff about, I guess, um, Crixus being taught by Barca. Oh, there's that one part where he grabs Barca's junk and squeezes it. I think that was his, ep- yeah, that was his episode. I missed that. Uncalled for. He knocks uh, Crixus in the dirt and then squeezes his junk. But in the games, Crixus fights Octus and ends up winning. Yeah, he got, like, furious at some point. (laughs) He got this berserker rage. He got, yeah. He got the fire in him to, to, to want to win. He wants to be part of the Brotherhood. And of course, I knew Octus was going to die because he wasn't in the first season. And I Ma- just got the sense that he would. Yeah, Malcolm from Jessica Jones is in the first season. Right. With Barca. This, this guy seemed like he was doomed. And it's, again, it's really frustrating when characters on TV shows don't know their characters on TV shows. Because <laughs> if he knew that he was in the prequel and he wasn't in season one, he wouldn't be acting so brash. <laughs> like, know your place kind of thing. I better be careful because like, I'm, I'm in the prequel season. <laughs> yeah, don't you want to be in the next season? Like, calm down. Just lie low. Otherwise, you're not going to be, you know, hired back. Right. I, I liked him, though. I, mean, I thought he was charismatic and that he and Barco were a good couple. and kind of sucky that he's not going to be around anymore. Yeah. I liked him more than Crixus, but I like everybody more than Crixus. <laughs> I didn't like Crixus when he was an asshole in season one, when he was brash and just full of himself. And I don't like this mouth agape slack jawed yokel Crixus. Cause he always has his mouth open. Like, Duh. like <laughs> I don't like this Crixus either. I just don't like Crixus. Poor Crixus. Um, so there's um so there are people finding out about the pleasures that House Batiatis has to provide. Mm-hmm. So the the creepiest guy ever, the most slimy looking guy ever. <laughs> Casutius, Casutus, Casodius, Casodius, Casutius, Casutius. Yeah, I put in my notes that he's. I just said this Casutius person is hideous. Yeah. They say that when they dyed his hair is when he really be- truly became, you know, <laughs> just, I guess it just completed the look, made him look just like such a creep. 
Mm. Um, I thought you were going to say that it made him like angry because it like the, the hair dye burned his scalp or something. Oh, uh, just completed the look because he just looks so uh, so gross. Apparently, Michael Hurst said that he used him in Legend of the Seeker. So maybe you can watch that episode. I don't know. <laughs> well, I hope in a in a nice guy role. No, you know? it was well. I think it was like a general. I can't remember the term. Like a disgraced general, or maybe a troubled general, something like that. So it's interesting. Oh. It was interesting that Lucretia was trying to protect Melita um, from having to do it again. We've seen this before, though. I, Lucretia does not like to see her female slaves abused. Yeah. I mean, she will always value herself above them. I mean, they're not her equal, but it doesn't mean she wants to see them like fucked bloody, you know? Sorry if that's too violent and gross, but mm-hmm. I this guy, he just doesn't see slaves as people. So for him, it doesn't, like it doesn't even, it doesn't even pass through his mind that what he's doing is upsetting or disturbing. Like they're not people to him. So it's just like a hole, right? Yeah. That's all animals. Yeah. So doesn't bother him. Bothers. Lucretia sees them as I think as people, just people not as important as her. Yeah. There's, um, Navia and Diona are the two. They seem kind of, I think at first they seem kind of, you know, excited about the idea of like having sex, but, you know, once it actually takes place, Diona's, you know, Diona's not, yeah. Mm-hmm. He picks a slave. Well, he picked, when uh, he's walking towards them, that uh, they like held hands. That was the actresses chose to do that. Something they came up with. Yeah, this the sex scene was edited differently for TV. There's debate about whether it was too much, even for premium cable. You mean it was too violent, too like aggressive, or? Um, just well, they said the thought it went too far, so yeah, maybe too violent, too, uh, too much. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be repulsive. Yeah. So. So I guess, you know, you can't go too far. I don't know. I've I've watched a lot of Game of Thrones. <laughs> kind of immune to it, to it now. <laughs> kind of desensitized to it. Hmm. And then Virus insults Gaia. <laughs> talking about her being broke. Oh, that's uh, Jared from Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, what a dick he is. Yeah, uh, there's no, there's no tact. There's no dancing around it. Back just like, then, people would. Just, well, I mean, even now, just like people. she's interested in him, and, and and he's like, "Hey, honey, you still broke?" Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> Scooch. Um. See, there's Lucretia giving Titus his favorite drink. I think. 
What else? Uh, Barkus did tell Crixus that he fought well after he killed his man. Um, Crixus full frontal. Oh yeah, some there's some good full frontal in these episodes. <laughs> Body, I just said that he wouldn't. He would have been no more plots and schemes. <laughs> that didn't last long. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> I don't think he ever intended to not plot and scheme. So this was the episode where the gladiators had like a little scuffle. Yeah. And then daddy walks in and immediately they, they uh, snap to attention. Yeah. And that's great to see that this, uh, that this guy commands such authority and respect. And I guess that's why he is disappointed in his son. He doesn't feel like his son commands that kind of respect. Yeah. But he never wanted this. Oh, there's that line. There's where Gaia says... Maybe one day Crixus could match Gannicus in and out of the arena. It's like, yeah, <laughs> we know that she's going to start hooking up with Crixus later on. Yeah. Okay. I think we're done. Okay. <laughs> we talked about this episode longer than we thought we would, or I thought we would. There's just not a lot happening in this yeah. one. Do I have any quotes? I do. Uh, let me see here. Oh, do I only have one for this one? I guess I only have one. It's uh, Barca saying, "Come, let us see what is between your legs." Oh uh, yeah, that I wrote, was. Yeah, I, I was like, yeah, I bet you'd like that, wouldn't you, Barca? <laughs> that was right before she grabbed. Um... Crixus is junk. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I have. I lost my. Okay, I have. At last, the gods remove cock from fucking ass. And I have Gaia, withered old fuck. <laughs> uh, who's our winner this episode? Uh huh. Crixus, as it pains me to say. Okay. I just got to win one every once in a while, I guess. Who's our loser? Octus. It'll be Octus, or you could say Barca. <laughs> um, yeah. One of those. Or both. Uh, who was our best slay? Who died real good or was killed real good? Hmm. I don't think a lot of people died. Uh. There was a fight before Crixus and Octus, but I don't really remember it. Yeah, I don't think I have one for this. Okay. Uh, best lay. Uh, I thought the uh, <laughs> the threesome. The, the threesome was pretty great. Uh, I love <laughs> the music, the wine prop. 
well utilized. We got a walk in from uh <laughs> from dad. <laughs> Real boner killer, that guy. So the best lay last episode was a threesome between the same three, so <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well there won't be any more. That's oh. sad. I mean I guess there no there won't be. I was gonna say there could be, but they threw her body. Yeah, off. they threw her body. <laughs> uh, no corpse, fucking. Um, that's your rating, Matt. You know, I didn't like this episode really at all. Uh, uh, it felt very weak. I thought perhaps I was tired. I had also previously watched Twin Peaks, which the season of Twin Peaks is kind of breaking my heart. So <laughs> I was maybe not in the mood. But I, I really felt like a lot of this was predictable. I knew that Octus would be killed. I knew that the dad would be uh, difficult toward his son. I, I, Everything f- just went along the exact paths that I thought that it would be, and I was never surprised. So I'm, I'm going to go 5 out of 10. No, 5.5 out of 10... Uh, Syrians that go crowd surfing. <laughs> um, kind of um, crowd surfing Syrians. That sounds a little better. Okay. Um, this little anyway. There's a little move during that little scuffle that I really liked, where they kind of flipped, used their legs to flip the guy over. Anyway, yeah, this episode was you know maybe yeah the worst of the season maybe. Yeah, I think so. Um, I did like. I did I like? Yeah, I did, I did like the um, the three way scene was pretty interesting. Kind of like the dynamic between Papa and Son. Glad Crixus is finally won, so maybe he won't be such a you know <laughs> won't be such a loser from now on, getting beat up all the time. So I'll give it six and a half out of ten cocks removed from fucking asses. <laughs> Maybe he'll close his mouth finally. Yeah. <laughs> Something fly in there, boy. I thought that Badiatis would have killed his father by the in the second in the next episode that we're gonna watch. Because at the that final shot where he's like, I'm not leaving, it he looked angry like he was gonna You have to kill your father. Because they were saying they wanted to try to hurry up and get the house in order so he would leave. But he said, no, I'm staring. Yeah. And then there was that reaction shot of, oh, I want to kill you. So the next episode. There was was just way too much stuff about the Primus. And uh, I like when Quintus Badiatus schemes and plots and schemes. But this wasn't doing it for me. Yeah. Uh, and he died at the end of season one, so, well, no more scheming. Uh, second episode is Beneath the Mask, originally aired February 11, 2011, directed by Brendan Mayer, who worked on Outlander and Tomorrow When the World Began, the TV show. What did you do in Outlander? I was a director of some episodes. Nice. I love Outlander. And written by Seamus Kevin Fahey and Misha Green. Seamus Fahey uh, was a writer 
on BSG, Kings and the Forgotten. Misha Green has written on shows like Underground, Heroes, Helix, and Sons of Anarchy. It's an interesting variety of shows. <laughs> and there's a commentary for this episode by Stephen DeKnight, Dustin Clare, Lucy Lawless, and Jamie Murray. I can't wait to listen to these commentaries. <laughs> yeah, this was kind of fun, especially Jamie Murray when it was time for her to die. <laughs> she was kind of <laughs> funny. Did you know that originally they weren't going to kill Jamie Murray? They were going to kill um, Diona, but they didn't think that was, they didn't think that would, you know, drive Lucy Lawless to want to get revenge. No. (laughs) I'm actually surprised that they, that they didn't pit Gaia and Lucretia against each other. Oh, like. (laughs) Yeah, that there wasn't more of a rivalry, like, uh, Who's the blonde from the first one? Alithia. Uh, Alithia. She's a little bit like Alithia um, OG, you know? Yeah. But She's like beta Alithia. The guy I'm isn't su- above her. So they're just dead. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I She was, Gaia was, very, yes. not, not necessarily manipulative, but she had a way of convincing Lucretia's husband to do the things that she wanted to do. And and there were a lot of reaction shots of Lucretia expressing kind of irritation that her friend was acting in her self-interest, not the house of Badiatis, which I mean, it's completely understandable, but I always got the sense that she, like her friendship was hanging by a thread sometimes. Uh, so there's this um, thread going through the episode where, Asher is translating for Dagon, but he's saying stuff that's different from what's actually being said. Mm-hmm. I love like this comedy gold. <laughs> it was great. I love Asher so much. <laughs> I mean, yes, he is a horrible, grotesque human being, especially what he does to his friend later. <laughs> yeah, he's he was. They won the fight, and he's you know acting like <laughs> he's acting like he did. Oh, no self awareness. Yeah, absolutely not none. But there, it was it was so funny. It was. <laughs> it was. It was great. There's supposed to be a storyline where um Gannicus we find out that Gannicus understood what Dagon was saying all along because he speaks Aramaic and he was gonna like confront Asher on oh, it. But, please. Yeah, they dropped that. Gannicus speaks Aramaic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> it's it's so unusual though that um Asher has less value than this other guy who can't speak. I mean, yeah, because the value is gladiators. But, you know, bringing Asher and this other guy into the future, (laughs) and it's like the guy who speaks multiple languages is the one you want to hire for the job. Yeah. Who's born a thousand years too early. Yeah. Um, Intellectual. (laughs) That's the problem with the show. Everybody has the the wrong job. (laughs) Um... I was about to say, oh yeah. So Dagan, Dagan's really Dagan doesn't like anybody really. <laughs> well, I guess he likes Asher, but he doesn't like Animaeus. He doesn't like what do you call them, the cock eaters? Yeah, well, he can't understand them, yeah. and he just sees them acting like jackasses. Also, the peeing in the porridge. Yeah, I, I, it's probably true. a turnoff for him. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Why does he hate Animaeus? Because Animaeus has power over him. 
I guess so. So Barca and Crixus kind of make make friendly. I liked this. This was the most I've ever liked Crixus. This yeah. was this was a really nice scene. I'm sorry that your friend died. I didn't want to kill him. I had to. What, did bread. he bring him something? He brought him bread. Yeah. And then Barkus says, you know, I never really liked these birds anyway. Octus liked them. That's why I, you know. It was nice. Yeah. It was the nicest I've ever seen Crixus. And they were kind of friendly with each other in season one. So maybe this is where that started. Yeah. Good Um, stuff. That was good. It's kind of good to see Naeus again, who does die in season one. (laughs) I don't know who that is. Um, he was the guy in season one, Spartacus like threw him off the cliff, but he, um, was getting beat up by Crixus in this episode. Hmm. I don't remember, but okay. Or no, he was the guy that didn't, maybe didn't want to fight Crixus, but Animaeus whipped him just to show his authority. Cause his wife told him, you gotta show them that you're the boss. Oh yes. I sort of remember that. I remember the Doctore whipping somebody. Yeah. So what is this scheme? They're going to get Papa out of the house. So so they can have a party. Yeah. So they can have a sex party. They're kids in a, in a eighties comedy. <laughs> they have to get their parents. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're going to go. Hey, Mom, dad, we, we bought, look, we bought you tickets to a romantic <laughs> trip away. <laughs> Why'd you kids afford this? We entered in a raffle. Two towns over. It's this weekend. Make sure you leave by four. <laughs> it's a long yeah. drive. Okay, bye-bye. And, of course, somebody dies at the party. So, uh-oh. That happened in every 80s comedy, right? Somebody died at the party. I don't know what comedies <laughs> you were watching. <laughs> that John Hughes movie. Um, <laughs> um, Yeah, so they go to look at slaves, I guess. Yeah. They go shopping. It's a shopping spree. <laughs> Get your credit card out, Dad. You're going to buy some men. Um, they seem like really happy to go. I think Lucretia gave him some drink, some Morris drink before. It was nice to see the father appreciate Quintus's um, business acumen, his yeah. talent for looking at, you know, looking at prospects. It's like, uh, that was nice to see. Yeah, you noticed the guy limping. Right, right. And I thought that he would immediately suspect that his son and his wife had hatched something. Like, wait a minute. You knew that there was nothing good here, but we came anyway. You wanted to throw a party, didn't you? (laughs) You wanted a raging kegger. (laughs) But what he says instead is, you just wanted to spend some time with me. Oh, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) So sweet. So what's his name who's wanted to come Patronius or I keep calling him Patronus. <laughs> um, I think his name was Patronius. But yeah, he's there at the party. Oh, Salonius is there, so I guess, to make sure things don't get too out of hand. Got to have a manly presence there, I guess. Yes, you got to have a man there. Otherwise, the the men will take advantage of the women. They're not yeah. going to listen to Lucretia and Gaia. Of course not. Have a man there. Yeah. They'll listen to a man. And Tilius. Oh, this fucker. He's a dick. And yeah, he oh, just. Oh. Yeah, he really oversteps. 
Overstep's his balance there. Was he invited to the party or did he just crash? I think he just found out because I guess this party was to maneuver around him again. I guess maybe they were trying to get Petronius's favor or something. I don't know. They should have had security at the door. Yeah. Sorry, sir. You're not welcome. What's the seat? What's the password? They had somebody. What watching. would the password be? <laughs> Juno's cunt. <laughs> Juno's cunt. They had somebody watching for Bodyatus and Titus, but I guess they didn't have anybody watching for Tilius. Well, that was a mistake. And yeah, he fights Ganic. He wants to have a fight. <sighs> yeah, he almost kills Ganicus. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> well, no, not really. Got of the arena. Well, yeah, maybe he would he have stabbed him if Lucretia didn't step in. I don't think so. Yeah. Ganicus could have killed him at any point. I mean, he's the guy who everyone's having fun, but he's the guy who gets a little too drunk and takes things a little too far. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone was having fun until he he did something. Until he knocked over the table. You know? Till he threw the punch. To to he, you know, did something. He ruined everyone's good time. Yeah, he threw the glass against the wall. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh. And who and who let him in here? <laughs> Why is he here? Nobody likes him. <laughs> so you gotta keep got notes. Yeah, um they send Navy away to protect her. Lita's being protected. Melita has to make sure that Animaeus doesn't say anything or your little secret might get out. I, I didn't like the way Lucretia did that, but anyway. And then there is an orgy. <laughs> I think this qualifies yeah. as an orgy. <laughs> this this definitely qualifies as an orgy. They had to get and real sex I workers. S- oh, did they? Yeah, because they needed people who could perform on cue, I guess is what they said. <laughs> oh, or at least pretend like they're performing on cue. And wait, did they film this in New Zealand? Um, Where did they film this? I think it's I think it's in New Zealand. Didn't think there were that many sex workers and the whole island stars. is made up of sex workers. <laughs> I didn't think there were that many people that lived in New Zealand and, and the fact that there were like fifty sex, you know, workers or actors here. Where were all the people? (laughs) Where's everybody else? (laughs) Let's do do research on sex workers in New Zealand. One of my uh, co-workers is from New Zealand, so maybe tomorrow I'll ask him. I'll say, what's the ratio of porn (laughs) stars to people? Porn stars are people. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well. (laughs) came out wrong. So there's this one part where Bark is getting fucked and he doesn't look too happy about it. This doesn't look like he's having a good time. Barca is? Yeah. I missed that. <laughs> Getting just, fucked by a woman? No, by a guy. Really? He just looks like, uh, just well, his stop. boyfriend just died. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. I, I guess it was, yeah, I guess it was one of the attendees who was doing that. I, I wasn't paying that close attention. It, just, it wouldn't have been one of the slaves. I had mentioned on one of our Facebook groups that this most recent season of The Leftovers out orgied Westworld, and it's like the most nudity that I've seen on cable. And Claire said more than Spartacus. And I think <laughs> up until this point, I hadn't seen a lot of orgies, but this one wins. Oh, I think that was um, Sensei saying. Oh, Sensei, I was comparing. Yeah. 
Oh, no. Hmm. Sunset has, yeah, Sunset has more orgies. <laughs> Leftovers had an orgy boat, though. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Don't say his name after midnight, lest he, you become him. <laughs> he said his name. <laughs> that was wacky. <laughs> um, so I guess they want Tilly is occupied and Gaia volunteers to do that. This is when I knew she was going to get killed. <laughs> um, I was kind of surprised they killed her. Well, I guess the season's almost over, but still, they didn't wait till the end to do it. But um, Well, we're nearly at the end, so... This guy's like grown-up Joffrey. Yes. You know, he breaks his toys. <sighs> Maybe the same thing will happen to him that happened to Joffrey. No, it'll be more violent. <laughs> yeah, so... She... Going too soon or going not soon enough. I liked her. I mean, <laughs> I like Alithia more. If I'm ranking Lucretia's gal pals, Alithia is first in my heart, always. But I liked Gaia. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to miss her too much. I like the actress and mm-hmm. stuff I've seen her in. She's but, just, she was, she was fine. Yeah. I. It wasn't fair what happened to her. You know, she, she never did anything mean to anybody. All she wanted was a rich husband. <laughs> so she just, All she wanted. Yeah. She never hurt anybody else that I can recall. She, just, she never sacrificed anybody else so that she could move up in her station. I, at least I can't recall when she did. Maybe she did, but. I don't remember. And Tilly is still holding a grudge, I suppose. <laughs> or still, well, I guess he, yeah, he's trying to get back at them. I guess maybe for trying to go around him. It just uh, it all seems really stupid because they just want their guys in the primus or whatever competing yeah. in the arena. And one would think there'd be enough space and time for everybody to do it, right? What's the big deal? There are plenty of gladiators out there. You can have so many you know, <laughs> fights every day. I doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Build another arena. In another still location. Building this arena. Make the taxpayers pay for it. <laughs> Subsidize with taxpayer money. Isn't that what how it works? <laughs> We're gonna build an arena and make Cecilia pay for it. And then load the city up on debt and then move the team to uh Las Vegas or Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Got real here. Um Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, Lucre- well, after Lucretia finds the body, everybody's mad. Titus is mad. Badiatus is mad. Were you surprised at what they did with her body? I don't. I didn't. I wasn't uh, expecting that. I guess. I don't know what don't the know. custom I... is. The. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm not surprised because. They are concerned about appearances. Someone died in their house. That's true. So what do they do? Throw away the body like she was trash. <laughs> because at this point, they're more concerned about themselves and, and their reputation than proper decorum of disposing of a body. I don't know. It felt like they could have smuggled her out and buried her in secret. Yeah. To throw her off the side <laughs> feels pretty shitty. I know. 
Do they have pyres here? Well, I guess a lot of people would have seen that. I don't think anyone would have. They're on the outskirts, right? They're in the burbs. Well, the so, slaves would have. You know, maybe they would have seen it and they could talk, but. Uh, you mean the slave girls? The, um, the gladiators. No, they're in their little cages. Okay. Uh, I shouldn't say that, but uh, like maybe they smell something. <laughs> like, uh, I, I like, mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's barbecue. <laughs> it smells like chicken cooking. Or it's like uh, in fried green tomatoes where <laughs> they have like barbecue. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> it's been a long time. Where the abusive like husband is like gone missing, and they're like, "Here, have some uh, barbecue," and you're like. <laughs> Are they eating that guy? <laughs> Meat pies. Um, I love that movie. <laughs> Tuala. Uh, do we get all the high points? Mm, let me look through. This was such a more fun episode than the first one. That it was. Uh, there was a guy in the front row to the big show. He got his arms or his uh, fingers chopped off. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I was actually surprised that when dad and son were on their little shopping spree, when they realized that all the goods were like damaged, that they didn't come back immediately and walk into the party. Yeah. I thought that, that was going to happen. I was very surprised that they didn't. Um, yeah. Wrote down here, Asher just sets up his pal to be ass fucked. <laughs> yeah. Asher uh, is crazy. Cool, but also kind of a genius. Like, you have to do this or we'll die. Because it's not his friend's fault that he got paid more than Asher. He'd, yeah. I'm sure his friend would have liked to have, would not have been upset if Asher got equal share or whatever. I mean, they both put their lives at risk. One was better than the other, but they still risked the same amount. In fact, you could say that Asher risked more being less trained. So, you know. You pay you you pay them for for showing up, not necessarily for how they performed. Yeah, I and guess. The, yeah, the it makes sense that the person in the primus would get more money, but, but both people, uh, they they were both there. Yeah. I mean, they were both in the in the pit, and you know, Asher feels like he, um, you know, he should have been paid more, or paid the same. I agree, uh, but his friend didn't pick the you know set the wages. Yeah. He saved Asher's life, and he gets this as a thank you. And a Maybe he enjoys it. <laughs> Maybe he's like, wow, that was fun. This isn't bad. I might do this again. I never do. <laughs> Find out next episode. <laughs> um, Animaeus was really blunt with him, like, you're half a man. <laughs> yeah. We didn't need you. Mm-hmm. I didn't write down any quotes for this one. Well, that was kind of one of my quotes. Oh. He says, tell him he receives twice the coin because you are half the man. If we did not need you to exchange our words for his, you would never have been given the chance to take up sword. Oh, yeah. So um, I guess there is a scene in season one when he's trying to get back into the ring. He talks about cleaving a man's head in half. So we, that was just referring to the fight we saw in this episode. Here's a quote from Gaia. Petronius and his guests stand erect with expectation. Let us see them to climax. Yeah. And then I love this quote from Salonius. 
Lucretia, this house is pale shadow absent your light. He's really. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And she was like, ooh, this guy. (laughs) Honeyed honeyed tongue or whatever the fuck they say. His buddy's wife, he's trying to make some moves. Maybe. Or maybe just appreciating her for who she is because she's a nice, uh, cool chick. I like her. Uh, who is our winner? Winner? Um, Did anybody really win in the end? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Salonius. He got to go to a party, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he had a good time. Uh, he made eyes at Lucretia. Got to stand next to her all evening. Be her bodyguard. Yeah. Not really. Yeah, and she's like, "Thanks for the help, dude." I. Uh, you're okay, it. my book. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's the best I got. I don't know. How about you? Who do you? Think? Um, I'm not sure anybody really won. I guess I go with Salonius, but it's not a he's not a strong win. No, he's not a strong win. And so Reese just kind of jumped up all of a sudden, like he heard something. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, who is the loser? <laughs> Gaia. I guess Gaia. Yeah, she just wanted a husband. Somebody with some money. She was hot. Might that be a lesson to you? <laughs> What's the lesson? Um, if you want a husband, I don't know. There's no lesson. <laughs> There's no lesson. Wanting a rich husband can get you killed, maybe. Guess so. Best slay. Best slay. Um... There was arena stuff at the beginning, but I don't remember it except for the guy getting his fingers chopped off. Yeah. I'm not sure Asher's victories is who qualifies best. There was, yeah. Billy just got to see him fight. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, what about best lay? Just all of it, really. <laughs> <laughs> the whole orgy scene, maybe? It, yeah. All of it. There was a lot of it. There were eels in it. Oh, I didn't notice that. I think they were Did like they go in orifices. Crawling. No, I think I saw them on like somebody's neck or something. I think that's what we had. Ugh. I don't know. Was there tentacle porn? Probably it was tentacle porn. <laughs> it just seemed like people were fucking like uh, like their set decorations. <laughs> like like maybe you'd have like a like a disco ball or. A fancy party you'd have like an ice sculpture at this party it's just like two people fucking on a table like r- right above the crudite like i love your fucking over there like <laughs> where'd you get it from can you move your cock please i'm, I'm trying to get to the hummus and the, <laughs> and the <pita> chips <laughs> man i was i really wanted to reach into that bowl of m&ms but that guy just shot his wad in there <laughs> <laughs> although <laughs> i guess some uh we're at a dip, so I'm <laughs> just, right. this, uh, this, this yeah. black bean dip is tasty. What's, what's the secret ingredient? <clears throat> mm. So, do we want to rate this episode? Is it is it sea salt? <laughs> is it pink Himalayan sea salt? <laughs> it's really salty. Keep guessing. Know. Keep guessing. <laughs> um, rate. Yes, this was way better than the first one. A lot of stuff happened. Uh, there was a lot of fucking. There was Gaia being murdered. 
Uh, I liked the field trip with dad and son going shopping. It was really cool to see the women kind of rule the house in their absence. There was a lot less posturing of of it. Talk about the primus. I don't know where Gannicus has been these episodes. He's been kind of missing. I thought this was his show, but it's really not. Um, been sulking. Yeah. So, but overall, though, um, I mean, yeah, there was actually a lot happening in this one. Oh, Asher was fantastic. I mean, he was he's he's evil, but he's and it's so entertaining. So, I'm gonna go nine out of ten. Uh, mystery dips. <laughs> mystery dick tips. Um, I agree. I like this. <laughs> Where's the action coming from? I like, yeah, I like Sipso a lot better. I like the orgy. Um, as cruel as it was, um, what happened to Gaia, I liked, yeah, I liked being shocked. I didn't remember it happening this early. Um, um, yeah, I liked uh, Lucretia. I liked Salonius being there for them. I liked the father-son bonding. Um, so I'll give it, I also give it nine out of 10, uh, bodies dumped off a cliff. Nice. Put it in the spreadsheet. Yes. I'm doing that now. Cause I'm not going <laughs> to listen to this later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so two episodes. I don't have any feedback. I just checked while you were talking. So next time we'll be finishing off gods of the arena, the, with episode five called reckoning. And episode six called The Bitter End. Hmm. Reckoning. Well, there's going to be payback. I am Gotham's Luc- Reckoning. Lucretia is going to v- visit vengeance upon uh, Blondie. Ab- ab- upon jo- Joffrey. So I can't remember his name right now. Tullius. Tullius. She-, she is going to find the people closest to him. She's going to murder him, murder them. She's going to bake them into a pie, a meat pie. And she's going <laughs> to feed it to Tullius. Because that's what they do. That's what everyone does back then. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. She's going to have her reckoning. Bitter end. The bitter end. Um, hmm. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be wait this cum broth is really bitter <laughs> what did you what you put in here my bitter end um <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't know i uh, the bitter end all right <laughs> i don't have i'm sorry i can't predict this is really hard to predict i'm sure everyone's gonna end up in really sad places and uh i'm i think Gannicus. i think he shows up in the later seasons so i think he ends up Maybe he escapes. That's why we don't see him in the Ludus. Um, escapes mm-hmm. how? That's a good question. Um, well, we're gonna have to have the Primus, right? We're gonna have to have the big bout. So there's a so he wins. There's a parade. There's a victory parade. They put him on one of the big floats to float him down Capua, or however you say the name of the city. They pop confetti out of the float, and he. And when the confetti dissipates, where'd Gannicus go? He <laughs> <laughs> disappeared. He disappeared. And that's why they don't have those parades anymore. That was the last one. Was, they've been canceled. I don't know. This is stupid. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm tired now. That's exactly what's going to happen. So, 
You can email us, mail <laughs> at spartacast.com. That was um, a terrible end to this episode. <laughs> Twitter.com slash Sparta underscore underscore cast. And Facebook groups, SpartaCast. If you want to get in touch with us, if you want to be on the show, if you want to send us feedback, let us know. Yeah, so there's you- a lot of people who are really excited about this podcast who... Oh, I can't wait for that. I love that show. Where the fuck are you people? <laughs> uh, so what have you been up to lately, Matt? Uh, recently, I was on the Twin Peaks podcast talking about episodes one and two of Twin Peaks watching paint dry. I'm sorry, uh, Twin Peaks the return. <laughs> uh, talking about that, I send feedback to that weekly. Um, I was also on the Defenders podcast talking about Iron Fist episode 10 title i can't recall (laughs) um that was a lot of fun talking with tammy and claire um claire and i recorded a podcast with you will yes but i can't talk about it yet because it's a surprise but if you want to know about it when it it uh, appears on the internet you should join the hooplecast facebook group go into facebook.com search for hooplecast it's a closed group but as long as you're a real person i will approve you and you can get in this was a uh, a podcast about Deadwood. Now it's about HBO shows in general. We're covering uh, the pilots and premieres of every HBO drama series and miniseries. So check us out at Hooplecast. So if you like Deadwood, you like HBO shows. Uh, I recently recorded a little bonus conversation about the finale to The Leftovers. I did that with our friend Robin, who you heard on this podcast. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of what I've been doing. Um I have to record Matt is wrong about games next week with Matt to talk about E3. And then I think this Saturday, I'm finally going to talk about the premiere of Orphan Black with my co-host on Clone Dance Party. So yeah, it's been like a full week since I watched the episode. So I probably won't have much to contribute to that. I haven't seen it yet, but I'll get to it probably this weekend. Okay. Send us feedback. Um, let's see. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of the same stuff Matt has. I was on the Defenders podcast talking about Iron Fist episode eight, I think. Uh, the Twin Peaks podcast talking about episode five. I was also on the iZombie podcast recently speaking about a D&D themed episode. Ooh, um, cool. uh, see, I was. I'm going to be on Calavici Fashion Cast again coming up soon. And yeah, I was on the episode, the secret episode of Hooplecast. Um, mm-hmm. And also still doing the Sensate podcast until we run out of episodes because Netflix canceled the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I wish I had uh, thought about it at the time, but I probably could have watched that in 4K because I know Netflix does like their original shows are available in 4k. Yeah. I would have had to pay a couple of bucks extra for the month to watch it, but I should have done that. Well, next time you rewatch I can't, it. <laughs> I can't think of another show that's like would merit that resolution. It's so pretty. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause it's so like well shot. Yeah. I think that's all I've been doing lately. It looks like when Spartacast ends, I'll be going into podcast retirement. <laughs> Just except for guessing on other podcasts, but who knows? Yeah, guesting is a full-time job. <laughs> yeah. We 
and sending in feedback. You know, it's tough to. Yeah, I forgot to do Twin Peaks this week, but I was trying to do that every week. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd send in my feedback. Uh, they read it. Yeah. It takes time to watch a show and write feedback and send it yeah. in and then watch stuff to guest and all that to then do your own podcast. Um, I think after this one, I won't be starting any new ones. I kind of wanted to do that Strangers with Candy one, but that one was going to be more like a commentary podcast, just watching the show. Yeah. So then it wouldn't have been like anything to, to really do <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> like you didn't have to watch and then talk about it. You're just watching it. Maybe get some friends on and watch it all at the you know, same time kind of thing so i still might do that but we can't yeah. really think of another podcast i'd want to start hooplecast will keep me busy for a long long time <laughs> they keep coming out with new shows yeah. right they do so all right so this was a lot of fun yeah i think we're done until next time all right we don't have a sign off so no. just goodbye bye